0: Good morning, yes, that's right, Izzy <laughs> be for breakfast on SNZ, we're halfway through the week, Wednesday the 15th of March, it's just after 6 o'clock, hope you're up and about and you're ready to rip into your day, Well, we'll help you get ready for your big day with three hours of talking sport, racing and plenty, plenty other things as well, it's a big good morning to Mr. Tony Kemp, you got Joe in, you got Robbie in the back room, and you got Louis Herman Watt, who's made his way back to the studio. Big good morning to you, fellas. How you doing? Morning, that
1: Yep, really good, actually. It's good to get up in the morning, uh, turn the telly on, and look at the WSL that's p- played out this morning in the surfing. And we've had a first-up winner for Joel uh, Shianka, who took out, Jack Robinson, who's leading the WSL um, on points at the moment in his first ever WCT win in the final in Portugal, solid six to eight foot. It's been solid there all week. I, I watched a uh, social on Kelly Slater saying, man, it is scary out there. And here's a kid that's gone out there from Brazil. The Brazilians are on fire, honestly, in, yeah. in the surfing at the moment. And here's a young Brazilian kid that's gone out there, taking Jack Robinson out of the final. Uh, Courtney Connolly. Log and, and uh, young girl Simmers and her first WCT are just going through the final at the moment, the young girl's got a uh, hard job against Conlog who's who's smashing her at the moment but um, just talking about surfing Izzy, the first morning with a little bit of a breeze, breezy little chill in the air, I noticed when I walked <laughs> out of the house this morning in singlet lucky I had a, had a hoodie in the car, so I got out of the car on my way into the office and slipped on the hoodie and went ooh yep no, well that was it we thought February was going to be hot. I think it's all gone. We're about. We're now headed into the cold months.
0: Oh, you surfer, you! Hey, eh? look at you giving us a wee surf update. I absolutely <laughs> love it. WSL, yeah, the brazilians are flying at the moment. I think Philippe Toledo did he win the last?
1: Uh, I'm not too or sure. Jack who, Robinson. No, Jack Robinson's on. May he's been on fire this season. Um, there's been a heap of new people come onto it with this new format. Uh, especially in the women's, and we have seen some new names coming through, which has been a long time coming with the likes of touch Borrow, you know, um, you've got all those Slater years. Fifty, the, 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 the serious one, though, Kelly Slater, talking with his top off, 51 on this tour is f- – you're talking about a goat in sport. I don't think there is one better than Kelly Slater. Like, seriously, I know that you're talking LeBron playing NBA – at 38, I think that is, Um, but Kelly Slater's 51, repping out the WSL, like you got kids at 21 wishing that they can get on it, and here's Kelly Slater at 51, (laughs) telling everyone up, it's unbelievable. Yes, it's
0: so good, so good to watch, age is no barrier, we always talk about it, a big good
2: morning to you, Louis Herman Watt, how you doing mate? Yeah, boys, good, real good. Uh, it's It's still a little bit of warmth down here in Christchurch, Kempe, but I know what you mean. It kind of turns that corner real fast, doesn't it? And it's um, only a month on this morning, boys, since when we, well, you know, the Hawke's Bay and the East Coast was pummeled. So far out. Talk about getting schemed out of a summer, right?
1: <laughs> yeah, it gets crazy. Yeah, we got, doubted, we got doubted joker, mate, for summer. Seriously, it's, uh, and, no, okay, I, I say, we've, for had a, we've had a good we've had a good few summers recently, but yeah, we got we got to dud this one.
0: I feel for the north. we have been absolutely good down here. It's been beautiful. With yesterday, I, I don't know if, if I've had a better day. There was no wind, and oh, it was man. actually what twenty two, twenty three degrees. It was such a great day. And uh, well, we have got a big show for us today. We have another pair of the all new ZG twenty three Ranger golf shoes from Adidas. Get in touch with us on double eight double three or 0800 150 811 and let us know whether you're on board with the proposed changes to elite-level men's golf, which would see the new ball used to reduce distance of drives by 15 yards. It's very controversial, I feel. What do you think? ZG 23 golf shoes from Adidas, lightweight, zero, compromise. Let us know. That is some big, big news. I was just doing some reading on golf.com and uh, wow, baffles me. Burification is really relevant right now with, um, when you're trying to separate the pros from just your recreational golfer, that is a big one here. Manufacturers are going to struggle because don't we want to use the same ball as Rory McIlroy? Don't we want to use the same ball as Tiger Woods? And when you're making those changes to try and level out the game at a pro level? It's an interesting one. That's it's a very, very interesting proposal from the US Golf Association. They are leading this change. It's um big news. Big, big news. What what's your sudden feel on it? I'll go to you first, Kempi. What what do you get sense of? Why are they doing this? Well Jack I... Nicholas is right behind <laughs> us, but that's because he couldn't hit it that far. Well, mate, only, I'm, the, r- I'm the in wrong. The bloke, moment.
1: I'm the wrong bloke to ask. I walk past the the kid on the on the golf course who's just jumped out of the pond with a five dollar plastic bag of balls. So, mate, my balls they won. Here's one. They don't go straight, so I don't get distance. So, fifteen yards doesn't matter to me when I'm going four hundred yards to the right. And, um, <laughs> and 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 buying a ball at the Tiger Woods, mate, I'm not going to go and spend six bucks on a ball. I'm going to lose on the first hole. You know what I mean? So hey, I, mm. I, I do agree with you, though. I do think it's controversial because everyone wants distance. You know, when you go up, it's like um, who was it? Ian we had on yesterday when we gave the shoes away to, and he said like Cully can boom it. Mm. You know, there's nothing, and I think there's nothing better than you when you do watch guys who can hit a ball when you're standing there and watching them going through their swing, and the ball just takes off down the down the fairway. So, mm. is it controversial? Hell yeah. People want to hit it as far as they can. They want fifteen 100%. yards taken off it, and that's why we watched the game, Louis. For you, like it's
0: it's it's interesting that they're actually hitting their. List. I know they'll be they'll be trying to, well, make changes, and you can understand because the you know the the courses around are set up a certain way, and buying land and extending the golf course because of the technologies that's at these pros' disposal is hard for a lot of old historic golf courses around the, around the world but don't you want to just see that ball go further and further and further
2: it's a it's kind of a bit of a philosophical question about where you stand around sport looking different to what you know it is like one of my favourite things to ask people at dinner parties not that I go to dinner parties at the moment is what does rugby look like in 10-20 years nobody can tell you Golf has a chance to keep golf what golf was by doing this because at the moment, a par five at Augusta can only be extended so far before it's just the scoring record is completely different. All of your historical stats, what people know of these courses doesn't look the same because the athletes are getting bigger, better, and the technology is getting better and bigger. So all of a sudden, you're going to have two different things to compare and it's like we've had this conversation about the NBA and trying to compare stats from today to then and trying to calibrate sports well I think golf's got a chance to do it with technology this isn't for recreational golfers it's it's worth pointing out no. just for the elite levels that they got Rory McIlroy yeah. hit a ball 375 yards in the weekend and mm. I controversially is he I'm for it Are <laughs> like you? Yeah? Look I, I just like when you
0: hit that ball when you hit it in the air and it's in the air for a very, very long time, no like technology, yes, it helps, but your your te- your um your swing pattern, your swing path, all the the mechanics in your body have to move simultaneously perfect every time. And when the ball's in the air for that long, there is so much room for error. so I actually think the ball that's going further. Obviously these pros are, are a pro for reason because they can control that ball at a high mm. level every single shot. But when you miss a ball or something's not quite there and the ball's in the air for a very long time, it can go wayward. AKA Chad Ramey in the in the last players when he sprayed it right into the into the into the trees and then he chips out and straight into the water. Like there is so much room for error. I can understand what you're saying because golf the history of golf, you know, you think back to, I was watching a clip, you used to have Jack Nicklaus hitting a one-iron off the deck on a par five and absolutely stuffing it in there. You know, like if you want to go hit a one-iron, try and hit one off the deck because that is near impossible. But I can understand what you're saying, but I just think you're, you're, you're punishing players for their strength, and their ability to put themselves in in good spots, and if you can continue to do that for four rounds, then you you're a deserved winner. And if you're not, mm. then it's then it's okay. Like, and, and and the thing is, at the moment, the players' championship at TBC Sawgrass isn't set up for big hitters. It's set up for for your shorter hitters, your hitters that can actually put it in play. Mm. So I think true. yeah, like there is a case, there is a case for it, and I can understand the history of saying. That we're getting too far, and we don't we don't want the technology to get crazy and ridiculous where it's just, you know, not really. Do you like? Here's the thing: Would you want a high scoring, like 15 under, or would you want a major to win by three or four under?
1: I want to see guys you know, have the you ball just... as hard as you can. Like I, Do I want to see them make unbelievable Unbelievable eagles? shot. I, I look, I, I agree or with you. Know, had big I, hole outs. I think, I think one of the, the, the hard analogies, one. analogies, eh? you know, it's like when the spiral bomb, you know, the spiral kick. When we used to kick a football, we used to kick it with a spiral kick. Then they went to a drop punt. But when you kicked a spiral b- kick, you'd hit it so hard and so far, but you'd have to hit it perfectly all the time. And they changed it to a drop punt. And you can hit a drop punt. Like, nine times out of ten, it's going to go exactly where you want it to go. Well, spiral kick, you try spiraling, kicking the same kick nine times out of ten. It is difficult. You know what I mean? Mm. I don't want to see that taken away where a guy wants to back himself nine times out of ten to do something that's so difficult. And if you're hitting three... As a golfer... Sorry. sorry yep, no, first.
0: no. Keep yeah. going. No, no. I was just going to say, as a golfer, like, my point of difference is my distance. Yeah. And if, if I'm losing that, then... You know, like it's you're just amongst the pack, which is you know it's leveling out the game. I can understand that, but I want to bomb it a hundred past you and look back and say, "What are you doing back there?" You know, like that. That's for me. I know this is for the pros, and and and, that, and we're not going to have any change because we're amateurs. But yeah, I don't know. I just think distance punishing them Actually, for having more distance is, is a tough one.
2: I I don't know the answer to this. Is you you'll have a better idea than me. Is this um. Will this then just stagger... It? So, like, a guy that hits at 350 now on average, is he going to go back to 335 versus a guy that hits at 360 on average, is he going to go back to 345? Is everybody going to lose 15 yards? Or will it just... Because you're saying... That's what I, don't, I don't actually understand that part of it. Is it actually only going to affect the guys that already hit it that far? Will the balls be made in the technology so it takes 15 yards off everybody's drive? I think it's
0: made to go a certain distance how they measure that and how they control that wow that's way beyond my mind Um, (laughs) because I'm still like trying to find my get my heat around it like how are you going to be able to control
2: yeah um
0: you know the the ball going a certain distance that's up for the technology and the manufacturers to be able to sort that out but yeah, it's 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 an interesting one. And someone's come through from from Pegasus. Tom, he said, no, totally against it. The game and technology has changed. The golfers are true athletes these days, and they shouldn't be hamstrung due to this rule change. They work so hard away from the course to get that competitive edge. Tom from Pegasus, that that's, that is a very true answer, um, message coming through from Tom. Just talking about it, like they're going to find ways to find more distance, whether they change the ball. Or not, and uh yeah, it'd be interesting to kind of hear from the manufacturers of how they're I was doing some reading they're going to the testing is going to be limited to a certain swing um your yeah, swing speed, so I think it was hundred and twenty two miles per hour and and the 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 fastest swing on the p g a at the moment is tom ho Tom Hoag who's about one twenty seven miles per hour, so he's swinging it quite hard. I think they're gonna bring the technology the manufacturer's going to bring it back. <laughs> And the, and the testing is going to be done at a certain speed, and that'll allow... But then they can't control Rory McIlroy's swing speed on the golf course. So they'll, they won't be standing there saying, they're having a gun radar going, oh, you're a 125, mate, that's a legal shot, you're going to get punished. So they're not going to be doing that. So it'll be interesting. It's a great, great start to the show. It's got my mind racing as a golf fan, fanatic. I don't know really if they're going to be able to achieve. I know, I was learning to read, the pros are against it. Most of the pros are against it. And uh, for a reason is, people want to go to the golf course and they want to stand at the T-block and they want to see Rory McIlroy bomb one 350 and go, wow. And then we get up with the same ball, same club, and we spray it in the water. (laughs) And that is the difference. You know, like the, the pros, they are good for a reason because they don't miss many. So, uh... Awesome question, Louis. Keep your messages coming through on double eight, double three, oh eight hundred one five zero eight eleven. The best answer or the best best text coming through will win themselves a the best uh, ZG twenty three golf course. <laughs> Izzy from Richie? Come on, what do you mean? Izzy? It's not going to affect you. You're an elite golfer. You play on all those elite tournaments, Richie. It, is, it isn't going to it isn't going to affect me, mate, because I've got all the gear. No idea. Kempe, what do we got coming up in the show, bud?
1: Yeah, coming out of seven, mate, we'll catch up with Cameron Luke. I had a good chat to him yesterday, and we'll talk Breakers Kings tonight. Mate, can't wait. That's a good game to watch. And then at 7.45, the Rumor Mules in full swing here at SENZ. I know oh. louis has got a couple of juicy ones to tell us. After eight, we've got a Collier's Rural catch-up with world champion woodchopper Jack Jordan. What a name for a woodchopper. Then... Barring his meeting doesn't go over time, we'll try and catch up with Warriors assistant coach Richie Agar to talk about their game up against the Cowboys this weekend. Love racing, catch up with the TAB Paulie Marty and a big shout out to the SEN's third best host, Ian Smith, who signed his big (laughs) three-year deal as host on SENZ. We'll catch up with him at the end of the show just to see how he is, mate. Big show this morning. Welcome back, Louie.
0: Yeah, beautiful, beautiful. Nice we showed a rip into a Wednesday. We're talking about 15 yard distance with a golf ball. Slow, slow news day, lol. Charlie, come on, mate. You're a golf fan. We love our golf here on SNZ, particularly <laughs> myself. And I love talking golf every single day. It is now 20 past six, and it's time for this.
2: Can't wait, question of the day. Yeah, fair enough, Charlie. It's a strange way to start a show, but it's extremely extremely interesting because it it raises a whole lot of questions about what other sports are going to have to go through as the game completely changes. And and it's innovation versus history. It's such a good conversation. Uh, But I want to take a completely different uh, tack here, lads. We're all about the breakers today. How can we not be? How can we not be all about the breakers today? They've got a chance to win yet another Trans-Tasman title tonight. And we'll talk about that plenty through the morning. Cam Luke up after 7 o'clock. Can't wait to hear that conversation. He is a very smart hoops man. But I want to take a slightly different tack first of all. Who will win the race to their first Trans-Tasman title between the Warriors and the Phoenix? Because the Breakers are, have done it four times. You mean they me. could do it five times, half a decade of times. Who's going to win the race? The Phoenix or the Warriors, Is he?
0: Ooh, you're mean. You meany you, you're in a mean mood today, no, I love it, oh that's a great question, who will win the race, <laughs> the Drawer, don't start, can't believe that, that was last week, who will win the race to their first title between the Warriors, Phoenix and the Drawer. Yeah, let us know. Double eight 0800 150 811. We'd love to hear from you. It is Wednesday the 15th of March and it's a big day to be talking sport. You're listening to Izzy and Kempi for breakfast. Thanks to Chemist Warehouse, the real house of fragrance. Welcome back. Yes, it is Wednesday. So remember, that means someone is getting in the sulky with us to live our self-assured dream in the race. Keep listening for your chance to get involved and potentially win 2,000 big ones if Self Assured gets the assured race done. Keep these messages coming through. I can't wait question of the day. Who will win the race for their first title between the Warriors and the Phoenix? Well, it won't be the biggest line rugby league up the Phoenix, Ed. He's going for the Phoenix for you, Kempe
1: uh oh, look, I've just had five minutes to try and think this one through. Um, yeah. I think they both have got a big hill to climb. In your lifetime? I think the Warriors can definitely win one in my lifetime, 100%. 100%. we sign Brandon Smith, we'll win one. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> there you go. The cheese. The cheese. The cheese is going to fix it all.
0: Okay, so you're thinking of the Warriors? I have.
1: I'm, I'm a little bit in awe here. Sorry, sorry, boys, but Caitlin Simmers, she's in front with with three minutes to go on the on the WSL um, tour, and it is solid, mate. It is triple overhead, and this young kid's toweling up here in this uh, in this WSL final. So maybe yeah, for me, the Warriors. I think they they do the Knicks. I think if they get the signing oh. right, the right one, mm. we win it.
0: Beautiful for you, Louis. This is your question. Where are you going?
2: Um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Good, good on you for throwing that back at me. That's fair <laughs> enough. Uh, look, I think that it would be more plausible for the Phoenix to win one, because I think the A League is a younger competition, and I think with the op- I think if you can get your imports right in the A League from. I think your market's wider with overseas, like if you can get your right European or English imports right and then get your club culture right, I think that it's more plausible. I think the competition is stiffer and there's more parity. It's harder at that top end in the NRL. And I just think the Warriors have a – I'm not saying they can't do it or they won't do it first, but I think their hill is higher to climb. Um, I think the Phoenix, although saying that, the Warriors have been to multiple grand finals. So, you know, history's on their side. But I will say the Phoenix because of that reason. Yeah, I'm probably
0: with the Phoenix as well. I just think the way that they've been tracking lately and, um, you know, the form that they've been in. They've been knocking on the top four for a couple of years now. I think it's only a matter of time. Huge loss with Oli Sell potentially leaving yeah. next year. That's a huge Gunning. loss. I, was, I'm, I actually caught up with his dad. He's a teacher at Mount Abbott Grammar. Tony Sale there and had a good chat with him. Um, yeah, had a good, great chat. And I said, yeah, mate, huge loss. Absolutely huge loss with, with Ollie Sale heading off. But you can understand, you know, it is a business. They've got to make these business decisions. But, yeah, I can see the Phoenix probably. I'd love to see the war- Warriors getting it done. But they just haven't convinced me as of late. Andrew Webster's given me a bit of hope and what they've been able to do. And up Picky is starting at fullback this weekend, so I cannot wait to see the young kid, seeing glimpses of him in that Tigers game. Um, yeah, he's getting his start this weekend. But for me, it'll be the Phoenix. Double eight, double three. Let us know who you think would win the first title with their race between the Warriors and the Phoenix. Coming up, we've got headlines with Louie. Let's get it. And after that, we got Quizzy Dag. So stay tuned. A big day of racing. $50 TAB bonus bit, And, well, pango, he has been boosted from our good man at the TAB, Paulie Moati. Here's Aroha with the news for Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building New Zealand.
2: Yeah, Izzy, it's a funny old morning on a Wednesday because we're kind of halfway looking towards the weekend to come. And if you're a Newcastle Knights fan, I think you're going to be a little bit gutted because Caelan Ponga, we know the story here, these head injuries are starting to rack up, and he's in a little bit of trouble. Well, Jacob is going to miss five weeks with that ban after he absolutely... Pummeled. Well, it was pretty bad, wasn't it, Kempe, it on was. Jake's Jake Simkin? So five weeks is about as long as a ban you get for a head high in the NRL. Um, he is well and truly being scrubbed out at the moment, Bangladesh, well, Bears Bull in the Red Bull cricket for England has been flying. Meanwhile, they've just been whitewashed in the T20 series against Bangladesh. So it's been an eye-opener, Matthew Mott is calling it, on the white ball side of things. Um, England won the ODI series 2-1, but they also have then been um, done over 3-0 in the T20 series. So that's a little bit of concern for the White ball side of English cricket. And uh, Neil Wagner, I see comments. He's saying, I will be back playing test cricket. Don't you worry about that. People writing him off. Um, That is one thing I did get to see over the uh, uh, Monday night, boys. Neil Wagner turn up with a bulging disc in his back and a a torn hamstring. And I would believe him when he says he will be back playing test cricket. So that's very, very cool. But Kempi, you've got some
1: breaking news. Yeah, breaking news, unbelievable. This young girl, Caitlin Simmers, has gone out and done Courtney Conlogue in the uh, final of the WSL for her first WCT. So we've got two first winners on the on the WCT for the first time. Um, the young Brazilian, uh, Todd Chianka, and the young Caitlin Simmers taken out against a couple of seasoned professionals too, um, and Jack, uh, Jack Robinson and Courtney Conlog. So... The, the thing with that, Louis, mate, it's triple overhead. It's triple. It's it's big, triple it? overhead. So they haven't taken it out in two foot serve. They've actually gone out and delivered. This will go. This will be talked about for a long time. So good.
0: So I can imagine, mate. You go to the beach and you think, oh, those look quite. Quite small, and you get in that water, and you're like, wow, these are actually quite big. I can imagine what a triple overhead looks like. Mate, thanks for that little update update there, uh, Kempi. Really, really appreciate it in terms of the WSL. And we might have to get an update from Ricardo Christie. See how his journey back to the Olympics is going. Absolute champion. He is coming up. We've got Quizzy Dag. A couple of messages coming through in regards to the golf chat earlier on. Well, U.S. Golf Association has proposed changes to the golf ball to shorten the distance that the golf ball is able to be hit by 15 yards. They've been looking for this change. Jack Nicholas, the legend, has been asking for this change for a few years. They've been going to the manufacturers. They've been asking them to change their testing and the way they go about it. And Kevin's come through with a message. Kevin, Izzy, hit a golf ball as far as you can. Why not? Why punish a guy that has the strength to do that? One, imagine Formula One, say Max. We're going to reduce your speed by 15 kilometers so others can catch up. Two, cricket pace bowlers been given a ball that the only goes 140 kilometers. Not the way to go, Kevin from Titalangi. So he's putting it into some perspective there, and yeah, it's an interesting. Yeah, you look look at the Formula 1, the technology is absolutely crazy. But they've got boundaries there, and they've got limitations for it. Um, But it's just, yeah, it's it's a hard one. It's a hard one because golf is at a situation now where I can understand the technology that is at their disposal right now can go way beyond the imagination. Like, they're constantly bringing out new clubs. Like, I bought a 3-wood the other day. I actually didn't buy it. I got given a three-wood, sorry. But I got a three-wood the other day, and there's this little part of, part of the three-wood there that can actually change the three-wood. So if you want to hit a three-wood that's got a bit more loft and it actually can get higher in the air, but go a shorter distance, you just pull this little magnet back. It's a it's a weight on the bottom of the club. So you can point it forward, and what that does is it changes the the club head kind of degree, the angle, and it flattens it out. And then you want to hit it higher, you pull the, the, the weight back. So it actually makes the club head open up and have a bit more of an angle on it. So you can hit a higher shot with the three wood. Well, that's the technology that these clubs have on them. You can actually genuinely change the way you want to shape the ball. And these drivers, they've got little weights on the bottom of them. So if you traditionally pull it, or you've got a little bit of a snap hook, you can change the weight so it's actually got more of a weight put it on a fade. <coughs> Like, that's how crazy these golf clubs are at. But you've still got to get the, the, the swing path right, you know, your, your takeaway, your, your club head face on the, on the impact still got to be square. But these clubs are so forgiving, and they're actually getting quite crazy in terms of that. So, yeah, it's a hard one because I know the golf technology manufacturers are going all out to create the best club and have the best golfers playing with it. So, yeah, it's an interesting one. Here's one from Chris. Got to be the Knicks, I feel, because of soccer, football, being truly global game, with players travelling with the world to earn a cross-getting an A-League quality player doesn't seem to be an issue, whereas the NRL is the pinnacle of club league. The opportunity to sign the best of the best to live three hours away from the, their birthplace is nigh on impossible. Pretty much what you said, Louis. Pretty mm-hmm. much what you said. So, um, yep, awesome. Keep those messages coming through. Double eight, double three, oh eight hundred one five oh. we got Quizzy dag coming up. A big quiz for you today. A $50 t- TAB bonus bet up for grabs. And we're going to love racing update because it is a big day of racing, particularly in the DAG household. Oh eight hundred one five oh eight eleven on the Kenna Tire phone line. Call now to take on mwah, the quiz master, Izzy and Kimpy. Well, he's at your disposal if you get a little bit stuck. The Clue Master Kempi. Call now.
2: This is how
0: you do it. Quizzy, that come play it. This is how we do it. Quizzy, that come play it. Quizzes on the line. Just one at a time. Don't Google a lie. Phone a friend, you'll be fine. Just listen for the signs, Tap with the prize, 50 bucks if you're wise, if you're wrong and then we'll say goodbye. This is how we do it, this is how we do it, Quizzy Deck, come play it, Quizzy Deck, come play it, 0800-150-811, now give us a call. Yes, welcome back. We're going to head to the Palmy North, the P Naughty, with Lemmy. Hey, doing? Oh, good morning,
3: guys. How are you going? Just good.
0: Yeah, good, Lemmy. Good, Lemmy. Even better now. <laughs> I've heard your voice. You're in a good mood oh, today. So, yeah, I am actually. Um, <laughs> yeah, just in a good mood. Just hearing
3: your voice makes me um get up and go as he. <laughs> oh, how good! <laughs> That's
0: good to hear, mate. Well, let's hopefully get you paid with a fifty dollars TAB bonus. Beer. here you go. Good luck, mate. Question number okay. one: What team currently sits top of the NRL table after round two? <laughs> <laughs> oh,
4: it's open. Ah, me.
3: There are four points, <laughs> four points
0: but, but there's a little bit of gravy in the fine print. There you go. Lammy, good luck tomorrow, hey, me We'll hear from you again. Hey. Cheers, mate. We're going to go to Mark with a C from Tauranga. Morning, Mark. <laughs>
5: <laughs>
0: Morning, boys. <laughs>
5: Hey, look, no-one no likes not correct but
0: I thought I'd better get it right. How are you? <laughs> I'm good, mate. I'm good. Oh, great to hear your voice, buddy. Here we go. Question number one. What team currently sits top of the NRL table after round two?
5: That'll be the tea, eagles
0: Sea eagles is correct. Points differential makes them sit atop of the NRL. Question number two. What stage of the Indian-Wales tournament gets underway today before both the men and women?
5: What stage? I've got no idea. Uh, is it like the
0: Pro-Am? Uh, Pro-Am or something? At what stage of the tournament? Kind of need.
5: Oh, no. I no idea. Yeah, I'm
0: asking. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Marky. You have a good day, brother. We're going to head to Auckland and talk to Brenton. Hey, brother. Morning, Brenton. You dropped off. We're going to go to Kerry. How you going, Kerry? Brenton, 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 Brenton. Hey, how are you there? How you hey. doing, bud? Yeah, bro.
2: Yeah, bro. Yeah. Oh, oh. Yeah,
0: very good, very good. Chipper on a Wednesday. Question number two. What stage of the Indian Wales tournament gets underway today for both the men and women? Um, oh, I don't actually know either.
4: Maybe quarter, are
0: they that they far, quarter finals maybe? I don't know. No, not the quarterfinals. 0800-1508-11. A right. take on the Quizmaster. It's your time and your chance. Thank you, Brenton. We're going to go to Kerry. Morning, Kerry. Morning, boys. Morning, morning. What stage of the Indian Wales tournament gets underway today for both the men and women? I'll uh, okay, we'll go try semifinals. Semifinals is incorrect, other Kerry. Have a good day, mate. Brad from the mighty Dunedin. Morning, Brad. Morning, fellas. How are we? Good, thank you. Stage of the Indian Wells tournament. You would have Googled this. Surely put us out (laughs) of our misery.
6: (laughs) (laughs) Round of 16.
0: Round of 16 is correct. Question number three. How many test wickets does Neil Wagner have?
5: Can I round up or down or...? You can
0: hit it on the nose. 267? <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, oh. 267 Two, is close, but no cigar. Sorry, Brad. Have a good day, mate. John from Christchurch.
3: G'day, how
0: you going, mate? Oh, very good, mate. Blue sky out there, ready to rip into the day. How many test wickets does Neil Wagner have? Uh,
3: 268.
0: 2.58 is correct. Sam Whitelock, Sonny Bill Williams, and myself all debuted for the All Blacks in what year? Oh, Jesus Christ.
3: Evens. Um, evens. <laughs> Just think evens. Ah, how old is 22.
0: How old are you, uh, you Izzy? 34. 34.
3: 14.
0: 2014 is incorrect. Sorry, John. Have a good day, mate. That's a tough question. You,
5: mate.
1: you, should feel good, mate.
0: Ed from Tolliga.
1: 2010. Would have watched it.
0: 2010 against Ireland and my old coach, Ronan O'Gara. How good. Question number five. Which two Premier League sides are still alive in the round of 16 of the Europa League?
6: Um...
1: Man U.
0: That's one. That's one. Oh man city. Man City and man U is incorrected.
5: Ooh. Ooh, have a good
0: day, okay. mate. Mike from Christchurch. Hey on, fellas. Good, thank you. What two teams are still alive? Manchester United and in the Europa League. Uh,
2: no
1: clue. Think bottoms.
0: Liverpool? <laughs> nah, <laughs> Liverpool's incorrect. <laughs> Daryl, hey, 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 guys. How's it going? Good, thank you. <laughs> you Europa go? League, two <laughs> can Premier can you League can sides. You go
1: think bottoms and say Liverpool?
0: <laughs> Manchester United and who? I don't know. Not Man City? Yeah, Arsenal,
1: yeah!
0: TAB bonus bet coming your way. Race 5, Warwick Farm. Get on. Louis Herman What with Love Racing coming up.
2: Izzy and QB for breakfast. LoveRacing.nz, your home for everything Thoroughbred Racing. Hey, uh, this weekend, lads, the Grand Tour rolls on because it's Oaks Day at Trentham. Uh, The Oaks, we've got the Group 1 Oaks. We've got the Group 1 Levin Classic. Al Sharik will have a nice team heading down there. He always likes to head to Trentham, and he's had... It might have even been this, this day last year. He had an unbelievable run. I think he went four from four. So um, we'll be watching what the shake unleashes towards the end of the week. Today it's all about Pango at Warwick Farm. Um, <laughs> very excited to see Pango keep progressing through the grades. So he's gone 5-1-5-1, five, one, five, one, but he's going go back to go back-to-back today. Um, nice draw. <laughs> I feel very good about it. They're racing at Matamata, and there's actually a nice card at Mutter. I'll give you a couple to follow. I'm not necessarily tipping them, but I'm going to go with breeding as the theme today. Kimpi loves breeding a, a nice horse, and he, you will both appreciate these two runners. One in race number two. This is a really good three year old. No, sorry, not race number two. Race number three. This is a really good maiden two year old race. And there's a couple that you'll want to follow for the next season and beyond here. Fiora, the de- Campo for Tiako, the Savabile filly, it's very well bred. She's $4.80, 80 ninety. The Princey one, though, comes from the family of the Chosen One, Savabile the Diamond One, uh, has those famous colours on, Boss, and that's into eighty. It's very short. Now, in race number four, speaking of regally bred horses, there's a little filly here called Davichi Bell. Davichi Bell, well, she's a half-sister to Melody Bell. Out of Malika Bell by Not A Single Doubt, Barrier 1, freshened up, has won at the track, $6.52.40. Feels like each way money. Race number four, Davici Bell. And later in the week, we'll um, talk about the racing this weekend because, oh, my Lord, there are some serious group ones.
0: The sport that never stops given. Oh, it's so good. Yes, big day, mata mata over in Australia. I cannot wait. And, Mark, get up, Pango. I'm not heading over, for sure. I'm here to watch it on the screens. Cam Luke coming up to talk some NBA breakers. Here's Aroha with the news for Kubota. Together we're shaping and building New Zealand. Good morning, Izzy Kempi for Breakfast SCNZ. You got Joey B, you got Robbie, and you got Louis Herman Watt back in the Christchurch studio. Big weekend of sailing as well. We got the GP. see Louie wearing his hat there and uh Sale GP taking place at Littleton this weekend. I have a wedding. Oh I have a wedding in Gisborne so I'm gutted I'm gonna be able to I'm gonna miss that. It's gonna be a hell of an event and it's gonna be one for the ages. Great to have the Sale GP team back in New Zealand for the first time. First time first time the leg at Littleton. Coming up we've got a big hour, we're gonna be talking some basketball. We've got a rumor mill and then after eight we're gonna be talking Wood chopping, because we all know when we head to the a show, we love watching wood chopping there and thinking, how are they missing those luscious toes? Oof, something that is crazy. I'm looking forward to having a chat about that later on the show. We have another pair of the all-new ZG23 Ranger Golf Shoes from Adidas. Get in touch with us on 8883 0800 150 811. We're talking golf, and we want to hear from you. Whether you are on board with the proposed changes to elite-level men's golf, which would see new balls used to reduce distance of drives by 15 yards. It's controversial. What do you think? ZG 23 golf shoes from Adidas, lightweight, zero compromise. And a message coming through from Matt, it'll actually advantage the long hitters because the, hort- the shorter hitters are further from the greens, therefore increasing the scoring averages between long and the short hitters. It's a great answer. Matt. That is a great answer. Matt, he's a math teacher at high school. Mm. Yeah, you, you kind of didn't think about. Tricking which order hitters are going to be <laughs> even further back. which will rely on their woods, their fairway woods, and their low wedge, uh, low irons. So keep those messages coming through. And Mark, size twelve, you've got a love. You've got some love out here, mate. Mark, who constantly sends messages shrew about size twelve, please. Well, good morning. The day is drawing. On sunny side up. Can someone please give Mark size twelve some golf <laughs> shoes so we can truly embrace this beautiful day? He surely deserves them by now. Please, please. <laughs> well, Mark has sent a message through. Talking golf. We'll get to notes uh, shortly. Keep sending them, Mark, because today might be your day. And remember, it is Wednesday. That means someone is getting in the sulky with us to live our self-assured dream in the race. Keep listening for your chance to get involved and potentially win 2,000 big ones. It's now seven past seven and it's time for this. It is it.
1: Well, I don't think even the most die Breakers fans would have imagined a year ago that their team would be competing for a championship in Game 5 of the NBL Finals against the reigning champs. Alas, that's what's unfolded. I'm absolutely fit to watch the boys in pink go out there tonight and beat the Kings on their own court. How good would that be? And to help us preview what has the potential to be one of the great nights in New Zealand sport as ESPN's Aussie correspondent and SEN track host Cam Luke. Morning, Cam. Thanks a lot for joining me this morning, me and Izzy, um, on the show, mate. How you been? And what are you what are you looking forward to in this game tonight? The breakers can they get the job done?
4: Well, they most certainly can. They. Good morning to you and good morning to the listeners. Yeah, look, it's been outstanding. You half alluded to it there. But the, the last two years, and not just the, the breakers, but a couple of those other New Zealand teams as well. that had to do it the hard way, not being able to see family, not being able to sleep in their own bed, not being able to play in front of their adoring fans. And the very fact is they put together with their new coach, Moody, an outstanding crew. And it was pretty obvious in the first couple of weeks of the season that were going to be a very good team. And right now they're on the verge of being champions. They're outstanding on Sunday. That fourth quarter when the pressure was on them, Will McDowell-White, who is a driver of this particular team, was huge. Barry Brown Jr., who has uh, had an outstanding year, six man of the year. You don't very often see these American imports come over to the NBL or anywhere in the world, to be fair, and accept the role like he has and still be as dominant as he has. And uh, We've got a uh, incredible Game 5, which is the best thing you can possibly get in any basketball league around the world. One game, 40 minutes in this case for all the chocolates. And I'm assuming going to be very close to a record crowd again, as it was last Friday night in Sydney, and New Zealand record on Sunday, which is
1: outstanding. Yeah, um, Luke Longley talked about that. He talked about that, Luke Longley, about the crowd being probably one of the best that he's ever witnessed over here. Victor, let's hope that Sydney can really put that together over there. Is it the the fact that the breakers have come out of COVID for three years, been in Australia, to make this f- um, series the bigger talking point? Do you think?
4: I think we spoke a fair bit about it earlier in the year when when, when they were good. But it it's obvious they were good. Obviously, it's always in the back of the mind when it comes to talking about um, what a remarkable 12 months it will be if they're able to hoist the trophy. But I think the fact we spoke about it a lot, I actually, in hindsight, um, this would have been a bad call, but I actually lobbied last year on the show, NBL Overtime, to give New Zealand every single game play at home um, due to the mm-hmm. fact that the two years that they had had now, in hindsight, considering how damn good they are, that might have been incredibly, incredibly lopsided. I didn't exactly see them making the leap they have this year. But look um, it's a great, it's an amazing story. And the very fact is that it's probably now been overshadowed by the fact they are just a really good basketball team.
1: They are yeah. a
4: really good team. There's a lot of emotion and fairy tale around it. And they made the playoffs and got the second and the double chance. And and also, got to keep in mind as well, while there wasn't a major speed bump in the end, they had that little hiccup around the Christmas New Year period where COVID reared its head again. And they had to sort of postpone some games. They had about two weeks off. And they had to jam sort of games in towards the end of January in a pretty quick sort of uh, in a short amount of time. So um, COVID, ironically, has sort of bobbed up at a a crucial time for New Zealand in the middle of this season as well but this is all about them being a great basketball team and and now being able to regardless of what's happened the last couple of years going to Sydney and trying to get it done
1: What do you make of the the comments made by Matt Walsh in, in his tweet saying that the referees aren't giving the Breakers a fair go and of course the Sydney Kings coach walking out of that press conference, do you think it was just a smart move by the Breakers to get that fourth game done or do you think that the Sydney um, Kings have missed, missed the punch there.
4: Incredibly smart move. One by Matt Walsh and then again by Chase Griffin on the back of uh, of the game four. Now, the, the, there's, there's a couple of ways to look at this. Um, New Zealand spent a lot of time at the three-point line on Friday night. They were nowhere near as aggressive as they had been earlier in the series. And whenever that happens, whenever you sort of live by the three-point line, uh, and it's, it's basic basketball... IQ, the very fact is, if you're not being aggressive and getting into the paint, the odds are that you're not going to get to the foul line as much. That's kind of how New Zealand's been playing their basketball, and the fact is that when Matt Walsh sort of made those comments, he wasn't wrong with his quoting numbers and quoting all the things that had happened, but the fact is that they were able to put it on 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 the heat on the rim just a little bit and get inside the paint. Derek Pardon probably had his best game of the series. To be fair, Brantley definitely did. The fact is that you're going to be found a little more often. Now, on the back of that, Chase Buford, knowing it's one game, he done this already against Cairns in the semi-final series. He felt they were a little unfairly treated by the referees in Cairns. They went back to Sydney for that deciding semi-final game, and uh, lo and behold, got a couple of early whistles. So, um, I think Matt Walsh put a video up on social media as well after game four. This is just gamesmanship. This mm. is what happens. You try and get every single every single advantage you possibly can. It will be interesting to see how the game is refereed. And by that, I don't mean it widely changes, but just a couple of little calls here and there. They're going to let them play early, and the referee's going to try and gain um, a great deal of control of the game early, making sure it doesn't come into a physical slog fest. So um, I, I think the, the, the way that both of those organisations in different ways have come with it and have mentioned and made comment of in the last sort of couple, three or four days, is 100% the smart thing to do.
1: The administrators be happy, Luke, that they got a game five out of this series and it hasn't finished early, obviously. Um, what is it? Is, it a, is this game about stopping Jarrell Brantley and Barry Brown Jr. in the breakers or the Sydney Kings and their home crowd got other plans?
4: All right, look, firstly, I think Larry Kesterman, who's the owner of the league, was uh, the happiest person leaving Spark Arena on Sunday Uh, There was delirious New Zealand Breakers fans, but I think from all reports, the smile on Larry Kestelman's face there outweighed the ball. A game five, Wednesday night, no NRL or AFL to go up against. It's going to be not just physically um, bums in seats in Sydney, but also eyeballs to the TV around the nation. When it comes to what New Zealand needs to do, they need to be able to have Will McDowell White just control it. That he, when he's in control of these games, uh, the whole of game one, the game where they actually beat them late in the regular season in Sydney, and again, the fourth quarter on Sunday when Sydney made their run, Wilbicteau White's in total control. When he's in total control of the game, that is when Brantley can do his thing, and he did it really well on Sunday. We know how good he is. Him beat Cooks has been so fun to watch. Uh, it allows Barry Brown Jr. just to be able to take over late without getting worn down. So it's on Will McDowell-White to absolutely just control the game. And, and 18,000 Sydney Kings fans will be trying to um, take him out of it. With Sydney, ironically, and uh, I'm a small guy and occasionally played point guard growing up, so I'm biased towards the point guards. This is <laughs> on Derek Walton Jr. and Xavier Cooks. Derek Walton Jr., who, of course, got hurt with that well, cramp in game one, that horrible cramp. Couldn't go much in game two, but he's been great game three and four. Great in game three, really good in game four. It's on him. It's also a little bit on Xavier Cooks, and that's where the Cooks v Brantley situation gets going again because Cooks is injured. There's no doubt. There's no doubt. You can cut it up as much as you want, and it sucks. He's about to go to the NBA. We're going to not probably see him for a number of years. He's getting that opportunity he so richly deserves, but he is injured. He's got to be able to somehow fight through the pain and be more effective. He's the MVP. He's been the best player in the league. He's got to find a way on Wednesday night to out-duel Brandly. And if he does, Sydney should win it because I think Walton will be in control of the game. But if it goes the other way, um, McDowell wide in total control makes it tough. It is, like anything in this type of situation, it is a 50-50. You know, when you've got the two best teams in the league. You coin tossing, and then you're trying to work out who wins.
1: Yeah, and that was my next question on the injury front. The updates, obviously, is there anyone else that uh, we need to be uh, concerned about that probably can't make the game? How the Kings pull up? No,
4: I think they'll, they'll. I think the Kings are all as, as good as they possibly can be. Uh, Cooks is obviously the main concern when your when your MVP's been hampered at different times during the series. Uh, it makes it a little bit tougher keeping him on. It's a, it's a, it's the end of a season. That that can be grueling. If you look at Barry Brand Junior, he's got that broken hand. If you have a look at players around the league, you have those little those little niggles and they've got to, you know. and the travel doesn't help Wednesday night or a Sunday. You've got to get on a plane from Sydney, get to New Zealand there you get an extra extra day here coming back on a Wednesday night. but uh, i'm I'm pretty certain with uh, the way that both of these teams are looked after medically and the great support crew they have so, and you run through the tunnel of eighteen thousand people there and you see a championship trophy sort of sitting there, it sort of changes how you feel a little bit. I'm sure the, the adrenaline kicks in, and then you're like, well, here we go.
1: So so let us uh, you're not sitting on the fence. You're obviously picking the, the, the Kings in a close one. I'm going for the breakers. <laughs> are we expecting a physical match then if we've got a couple of blokes that are carrying injuries?
4: I, I think there's no doubt New Zealand are going to try and be physical. They're both physical teams. I think we're something that gets lost a little bit. These are both physical teams. As like, they're both physical teams. Like Walton Jr. is a very strong point guard. New Zealand, you know, uh, Chase Buford compared them to the All Blacks earlier in the year when they played. But uh, like, as soon as a comment gets made like that, automatically people just assume that New Zealand are physical and Sydney just roll around on a court without touching anyone else. Uh, they're both physical teams. And I think we... This is the interesting thing with the refereeing. Will they allow them to be physical in a game five? I would like to see him just juke it out. I'd like to see the referees put the whistle away to an extent, in particular early, and allow the big boys just to roll up. This is what's meant to be. Game five, all or nothing. Let them play. Now, if it happens that way, it probably does suit the breakers a little bit. Not not a major advantage, but it allows Derek Pardon to play a little more of how he's been successful this year. Brantley's a big, strong boy. And then McDowell White, and then, of course um barry Brown jr Leafa. these guys can take a little bit of that pressure uh on their bodies and the way they dribble the ball so if it goes that way i think it works for new zealand if they start quick whistling uh which they might based on the comments and you know what's in the media and everything that's been <laughs> happening then all of a sudden we, we might see a, a couple of quick fouls early on someone in a way it changes the complexity of the game but um i'm only picking sydney's only and it's absolutely fifty-one to forty-nine here when it comes to uh, trying to work it out. I'm only picking Sydney because they do have the best player on the court in Xavier Cook. I think mean, just he's the best player, and I and I trust him to stand up in Game Five. But if if he if he does struggle like he has a little bit in this series, anything could happen. Nothing would stunned me, and the New Zealand Breakers winning a championship would be an an incredible story.
1: It would be an absolute incredible story. I'm absolutely fizzed to watch this one tonight, and uh, yep, let's hope uh, it is physical, and the best team does get out there and win, and and of course the best team, uh, Luke, is the Breakers, so I just wanted to throw that one in. But (laughs) Beautifully done. Your other other role as the Aussie correspondent um, is also the SEN track host, and uh, how good are the Kiwis going at the moment? We've got James McDonald booked to Ride Prow West in the Vinery Stud Stakes on March the 21st after uh, his suspension. You've got Aegon who will line up in the all star mile at the Valley on Saturday for Andrew mm-hmm. Forsman, and of course, Levante is ready to take on Animo in the George Rider Stakes. Our good, uh, our good horse over here, <laughs> mate. Animo is an absolute freak. What's your take on the New Zealand horses at the moment that are coming over? Uh, really good,
4: really good. So, uh, let's start with. Uh, legato who was able to win the australian guineas you know just over a week and a half ago she was brilliant and my belief is that animo will go to royal ascot and then we won't see him again unfortunately here in australia so uh, i wrote about this last week i spoke about it on a radio show on friday we're gonna look at a very even crop of weight for age stars into the spring and she fits within it she has to go to a level or two of course against the older horses but the cock plate is well and truly within the realms of where Legado, I think, is gonna wow. fit in that conversation. Animo by far the, the best horse in the country, but I don't think he'll still be around come spring in the Australian races. Sharp and smart. I think he's got a mortgage on the AJC Derby and I think he'll be a great Caulfield Cup horse come the autumn as well, as come the spring as well. So we've already seen two horses that have won group ones in Australia in the last six months. Be able to go, I think, to that next level and be a huge player in major races in the spring for Legado and Sharp and Smart for the AJC Derby in a in a couple of weeks' time. Uh, levente I like her. I don't think she's at the animo level. I, I don't think, but in saying that, she gets an opportunity to come on over here and and be able to prove it. And the fact is that when she they get opportunities, that's when they go to that level and and, and slap people like me in the face. Uh, I think it's the perfect race for her to have an opportunity. I do think she's a level below Animo, but hey, let's see what happens on race day. Uh, James McDonald, um, it's funny how sport works. When you have a superstar of the sport get rubbed out for a huge day and there's an appeal, just happens to get tweaked a little bit <laughs> and he's now okay to ride <laughs> on the golden slipper day. He is. There's an argument that he's the best jockey in the world and there is no argument. He I can't draw so, uh, <laughs> Yep, absolutely. Um, I think it's a really golden time for New Zealand racing.
1: Awesome. Thanks a lot for joining us this morning, Luke. On um, Izzy and Kempe for breakfast. Go well, uh, Luke, and enjoy the final. Hopefully, we can share a beer after it.
4: Absolutely, we can. And hopefully, if you break as we'll fans, you're hoisting a trophy come Wednesday night, mate. Always love chatting. We'll talk soon.
1: Cheers, Luke.
0: There he is, Cam Luke, talking MBL Breakers. Get up, the Breakers, and remember, we have all the coverage on the Breakers-King's game. Five, the decider from 8pm tonight on SCNZ. Go nowhere. Stay tuned tonight as our Breakers look forward and hopefully get some glory and can drink out of that trophy come Later on tonight. Coming up, we got Off the Back Fence with the one and only Tony Kemp. You're listening to Izzy and Kempy for breakfast, thanks to Chemist Warehouse, the real house of fragrance.
2: Off the Back Fence with Tony Kemp.
1: In a world of pain, only 12 months ago, the New Zealand Breakers have the chance to settle the score. And write themselves into folklore history if they can get the job done against the Sydney Kings tonight in their quest to win another NBL title. Modi Moore's exceptional band of brothers have a chance to create history by completing a season post COVID that no one saw coming. Finishing the last two seasons near the bottom of the ladder, the Breakers have returned home in 2023 to produce more resilient travel-hardened, show-stopping performances that are worthy of a Netflix movie or series like Drive to Survive only in this instance it will be called They Call It A Comeback. Breakers, they're going to knock you out, Sydney Kings. Come on, Breakers. Who you got, Izzy? I know who I got.
0: Oh, you know I got the Breakers, and now you've got me absolutely pumped for tonight. Oh, you are so right. You are so right. The NBR was back. The Breakers have come back from nowhere. They've travelled. They don't care. They've been sleeping in their own beds. They haven't been offshore for a whole year, and they are back to the promised land look on breakers all day, and I reckon their coach Chase Burford, what he did the other day, it's going to come back and
1: bite him right in the backside. <laughs> yeah, Xavier Cook's not a hundred, the beast. You know, you've got things lining up our way. Jarrell Brantley, oh, mate, hopefully Barry Brown Jr. can come out and play that last quarter like he did on game four, and uh, 50,000 people is. 50,000 people have gone through and watched the series. He's right. He's right. Luke was right. The commissioner couldn't have asked for anything better than a game five in Sydney. They'll pack it out tonight, but I'm back in the breakers. Come on, boys. Oh, Barry Brown
0: Jr. Look back and you think of the one that took over the series against the Perth Wildcats, Cedric Jackson. Go and watch some highlights of Cedric Jackson when he just took that team on his back, put them on his back. And he said, Come with me, lads. Barry Brown Jr., come on. Let's do it. So good, Louis. Honestly, so fizz for this. It's only around the corner and it's live here on SCNZ. Love it, Kimpy. You've got me absolutely hyped for tonight's game. Come on, the Breakers. Show your support. Send them the tweet. Send them your support. And get right behind Modi Moore and the New Zealand Breakers off the back fence with Tony Kemp in support of our one and only Breakers Nation. Coming up we've got some headlines with Louie and we got a rumour mill circling later on in this hour. So stay tuned. Plenty coming up. Here's Ha with the news for Kubota. Together we're shaping and building New Zealand. <laughs> Thank you, Aroha. It's now time for some headlines with Louie. Brought to you by Kennards High. Make your job easy. Kennards.co.nz. whom what?
2: Full steam ahead to the breakers tonight, lads. Live on SCNZ from 8pm. Uh, Tom Abercrombie would become a five-time NBL champion. Let that one sink in. He's a great friend of ours here at SCNZ. We love Tom Abercrombie. And I loved nothing more than seeing him play hard defence. He had six steals the other night. Six steals. He is long and he is still contributing at his ripe old age. Five titles that would be for Tom Abercrombie. India versus Australia. The series in Test cricket ended up 2-1 to India. And we're going to see more of it. Because they are going to be playing each other in the World Test Championship final. And look, I don't like both of these cricketing nations. I think they are both very... Aggravating and annoying, but I'm all here for them being in the World (laughs) Test Championship final. It's going to be played at the Oval between 7th and 11th of June, so we get a bit of a wind-up heading to that one, and a bit of NFL gossip. I know we're doing our rumour mill in just a second. Aaron Rodgers, they reckon, is all but done to the Jets. So, there's a big trade on the radar there how do we know this? Well, because allegedly Aaron Rodgers has provided the New York Jets with his wish list of free agents, which includes Randall Cobb, Alan Lazard, <laughs> Mercedes Lewis, and Odell Beckham Jr. So you're not giving a team your wish list if you're not going to go there, are you? Aaron Rodgers is an interesting character, and apparently he's leaving Green Bay, is he?
0: Wow. Wow. I cannot picture him. Well, I couldn't picture Tom Brady in any other outfit but the Patriots and he's gone on and now there's rumours of him coming back as well, mate. The rumour rumours absolutely circular. Aaron Rodgers, I cannot picture it. But hey, that is sport and that is business and you've got to continue on and he wants to win trophies. The Lombardi. It's been a long time since Green Bay have been, well, contesting for a Lombardi trophy. Yep, great. Uh, interesting news there, Louis. Thank you so much for that, mate. A um, couple of messages coming through. My cousin Rick, who tunes in every morning, From Perth. He absolutely loves the show. He sent a message regarding the golf. Instead of changing the ball, which might affect accuracy and touch around the greens, how about excluding drivers and three woods on par fours and exclude drivers on par fives? Typically professionals are hitting driver wedge on par fours and driver seven iron on par fives. They barely touch their long irons except for long par threes. Restrict them to driving irons on par fours and get clubs to install more fairway bunkers to reward accuracy, he Rick from Perth. There you go. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you reckon you actually you are tampering with it? Uh, can you? Well, you know, those right. clubs are. You, you, you should have a
1: choice. Of, of I wonders why you have so many clubs in your in your bag if you're only going to be using short irons and a and a wood, you know, or not. Well, they're not woods, are they? They call, they still call them woods, do they? <laughs> Is that, yeah, i my age. Well, they're not woods, though, <laughs> are they? They they actually titanium shaft heads. Um, but yeah, oh, like that's actually a really good text because it makes a lot of sense. If they're going to take, um, I guess that that length away, you could do that by removing your titanium head and making you playing your long irons.
0: Mm. Yeah, it's a. I know you're scratching your head there, Louis. What are you thinking?
2: No, uh, oh, I'm. I'm just trying to work out whether they'll have the. That's too much to control. To, to do that's it, too much yeah, control. that's right. I think they're taking the game away too far away from the what yeah. the players want. I mean, player power. at The, you know, how this ties into the Live Tour versus the um, PGA Tour situation is crazy because if one so it's, it'll then be up to the tours to implement it or the individual you know let's say the masters or the us open all that's run by usga pga tour imagine if they do it then all the players would just flock to live tour because live would just zag so whatever one does it first the other one's going to go the other way and then you're going to get all yeah. the big hitters going to i mean bryson de how many protein shakes would he be drinking a day these days have <laughs> plenty, mate. Absolutely plenty, and that's his difference. You know, bombing it. What
0: was that hole? I think it was Bay Hill, over the water. He goes across that the big water, big par five. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, like that takes that out of play. There's risk v reward. Like these, these big big hitters, they are risking a lot to try and put themselves in positions to score, but it can go horribly wrong, horribly wrong when they drop two or three shots when they try and uh, be too aggressive uh, so yeah, love it, love the love the conversations that we're having this morning and there's plenty come through. Troy I say no to the rule change with the ball professional sport of any form needs to capture the interest of the public with excitement the long drive pumps up the crowd and gets them to the course to chase the dream why would you set a rule to stop that also, I'm size 12 like Mark so you can slide up, so I can slide into those shoes very easily Troy, <laughs> can you now? Oh man, it's amazing how many people are hungry for these shoes and Mark he's driven past Pegasus Golf Course wouldn't it look good on your feet walking around Pegasus there Mark so good, Uh, another one quickly before we shoot off lads because we've got plenty of rumours circling in my dome that I want to let out, Pacman I am 64 years young and love my golf, but have seriously bad feet with constant swelling of ankles as an after effect of playing golf. I am in dire need of extremely good quality, lightweight golf shoes, so please pick me. Cheers, (laughs) Pacman. There's some
1: desperation coming in here.
0: Keep those desperate messages coming through on double eight double three. If you're in desperate need of golf shoes, we would love to hear from you. Oh, she read a couple more lads? There's a couple there. I'll let, I'll let you read them. Kemp, you want to read those? <laughs> Remember, read, read from
1: Brett. Yeah, Brett. And and Brett's going to, uh, he won the, the shoes yesterday. He's going to give them to a, a mate of his who's a cop out at, um, who's seen some pretty horrible things with the murawai slides and that. So uh, tip my hat to you. Brett, well done. Um, he's got a text coming here. Remember, 20 years ago, when course curator and greenkeeper tried to tiger-proof courses, made them longer. But Tiger was one of the biggest hitters on tour, so instead of hitting a nine iron approach, he did a six. Everyone else went for a seven iron to a four. How'd that work out for them? And that's for Brett. I, I guess you, you can't tamper around with it too much. You know, we started we started off with they're going to shorten up the. They're going to get, introduce balls that shorten them, shorten them up with 50 metres. Now we're actually taking clubs out of our bags. The next thing is we're going to make them wear jandals <laughs> so, so, so they get blisters and they can't walk for four week, four days around a golf course. So I, look, I, I think I think here the the common sense one would be the text that said, well, if they're going to make it shorter, it makes the other guys game shorter, which means they have to play a longer iron into the hole. Um, whereas the bigger hitters, you know, it sort of counterbalances itself. That sort of made a lot of sense when in, uh, I can't remember who that texter was that said, you know, actually when they play it short, it means that everyone else has to play longer irons. Despite the more
0: hazards, more bunkers, the rough is longer, like the rough is extremely long when you play those majors. And actually, if you think back to the President's Cup a while back, how firm were the Greens? The Greens were, abs- even at TPC and uh, over the weekend, they were firm. So you actually had to hit it shorter to let the roll out and, and get it close to the hole. So you've actually got to hit the target. You cannot change anything to try and make these golfers hit it. Like there's probably like a, a metre diameter of where the ball needs to land if they're going to get anywhere close to these greens. So just make the courses harder. And, and I think that's what they're trying to do. Longer is probably a hard one, but you can install Bunkers, you can install hazards, water, waterways, so it makes the course harder. We'd love to see that. Keep those messages coming. <laughs> Plenty of desperation in terms of trying to win themselves. ZG23 Golf Shoes. Rumor Mill. Ooh, where are we going today, lads? Plenty of rumors circling. If you've got a rumor, let us know. 8833. We want to hear from you. Rumor Mill coming up. <laughs>
2: Rumor Mill with Izzy and Campbell. Ah. Izzy and Campbell for breakfast at 13 away from me, And um, I've actually been dying to get back on the air just to talk to you guys because I just heard some <laughs> outrageous things over the weekend. Oh. I actually heard in the, uh, the the powerful basketball underbelly of Christchurch, that um, Modi Moore has been urged by New Zealand Rugby to apply for the All Blacks coaching role. <laughs> <laughs> the way he can build a culture and really just sniff out pretenders—that's just something that they're after. At the moment. It's just what I'm hearing, is he? <laughs>
0: Mody Moore and his aggressive nature trying to get back to the to the rugby and he would be the perfect fit for the All Blacks. I can see that rumour eventuating. The All Blacks coaching race is anyone's guess. Let's be honest. Who is going to be the All Blacks coach? Mody Moore is currently throwing his hat in the ring. I absolutely love it. Look. Staying on the the rugby theme, rumours are circling big, big time. The Highlanders, they're in dire need of some reinforcements. So the rumours are circling out of of Japan that the one and only, the Barracuda, the Richard Barracuda Buckman, (laughs) Is making a comeback. He's on his way back. He's gonna come back and help his beloved Highlanders team get back to the promised land and just on that out of Japan. The current stocks at tens in New Zealand with the departure of many leaving. I'm hearing this. Look honestly I think this rumor is dead set true. Aaron Cruden has put his hand up and said, Lads, I'm available if you need me. <laughs> Cup time. So Aaron Cruden. He's back. And the Richard Buckman. They're coming back. I don't know if later. it's true, but it's a it's a it's a rumour that could be possible.
1: That's what I'm hearing. Kimpi. for good for the stocks, the number ten stocks, Aaron Cruden. Mate, let's go to the real game. All right. This is this is true and we'll have someone on next week talking about it. And I'm going to Velandis myself, but apparently it's back on the table. It's back on the table. The Southern Bears. Let's go. The new franchise. (laughs) (laughs) The 20 teams. Mate, (laughs) Volandis, me. Volandis. North Sydney Bears. We're in a room. Locked. I'll let you know more next week. But there's a bigger one coming out, fellas, of the Warriors. Keep this one under your hat. One more players to go. He's going to get the punt. And Jared Warrior Hargreaves is on his way here. I wonder who that player is It's going to go so he can be Flowers. replaced Is <laughs> the someone getting build. bunted? Someone's getting Jerry a warrior
2: <laughs>
1: ha, ha, <grieved>. <laughs> <grieved>. <laughs> <laughs> Are they Are they getting bunted? Are <laughs> they getting bunted? Oh, I got no idea
2: um, oh, That Kempe. is unbelievable, Kimpy. It is unbelievable that you would just lob that into the room I've got one last one just to round us off, boys Come on, then. The M- the M- I want to finish with basketball. We said the NBA and the Commissioner Adam Silver. Well, they have responded to the USGA and the RNA by releasing plans to weight the NBA ball as the three point shooting in the Steph Curry era is getting out of control. Sources say Ooh. Stephen Adams could be in line for a monster contract with his shot put pedigree. <laughs>
1: That is, wow, unbelievable. Oh, that is
0: so good. Is, are they putting concrete in it?
1: They're waiting the ball.
2: That the the stats are getting out of control. Steph Curry's ruined oh the game. My. Jack Nicholas is. Oh con- my. St-
0: <laughs> Steph,
2: look what you have done,
0: mate. Those half, those half court shots are ruining the game. Rumour has it, basketball are changing. The way the basketball reacts. There you go, Stephen Adams, the dunker, the rebounder. It's all your son. There you go, self-assured. The race. Let's get someone on the team coming.
2: We're running it back with the dynamic duo. Pern, self-assured. Double eight, double three. Timperview Post Text Machine. We've got somebody in the draw already. We've got five more spots. It was Brian last week, if if I remember correctly. Who's it going to be this week? Get on the team, is he? Because self-assured, he is rock hard, fit, and ready to go back to back.
0: Oh, man, I'm so excited. And I might have to venture my way there up
1: north, because Kempe, you had a hell of a time, (laughs) didn't you? Oh, yeah, man. I can't wait to get back again. And uh, I guess because I received the trophy, I have to take it back down there and Deliver it handheld, uh, obviously so I can get it back again at the end of the race. I can't wait. It is a great night. And if you're wanting to go along to the race by grins and see self assured, do its job and win it again for S C N Z, well text in double eight double three, come and join the team. Yeah. Is he coming up? Yeah. Hit the road, Zach Butcher,
0: because self-assured is coming for you. So good. <laughs> and coming up, we got Jack Jordan, the woodchopper. He'll be chopping his way around the country. We can't wait to have a chat to him. Here's Aroha with the news for Kubota. Together we're shaping and building New Zealand. Izzy and Kempi for Breakfast SCNZ. It's been a big couple of hours. We've enjoyed your input. And plenty after the new ZG23 range of golf shoes from Adidas Double Eight Double Three. The messages have come through in regards to golf and the changes of technology for golfing with the ball at play. And while well, plenty of you asking about just getting some new golf shoes because you've got sore feet, we'll read, we'll read a few of those messages shortly later on in this hour. It is so, so good. And remember, if you want to be a part of that race... You've got to leave your name and where you are because there's been a few random numbers coming through without no name. So please leave your name where you are in the country and the race and uh, we'll pick a winner later on in the show. But right now it's five past eight and it's time for this. Sport and the connection to the land. On Izzy and Kempy for breakfast. Collier's Rural and Agribusiness. License REAA 2008. The relationship between sports in New Zealand and the land we live on runs as deep as anything. It is impossible to ignore that our beautiful and unique surroundings of vast and rural communities have helped since shape and mould the Kiwi identity many of our most successful athletes have used to reach the top of their craft, driving hours to training using work on the farm as time in the gym, developing resilience and mental fortitude whilst working in the land, all part of growing up in rural New Zealand while chasing sporting dreams. Maranui farmer and world champion woodchopper Jack Jordan knows better than most. Over the weekend, Jack was named the New Zealand Rural Sports Supreme winner and New Zealand Rural Sportsman of the Year at the New Zealand Rural Sports Awards. 2022 was a huge year as he won the still world champions trophy in Vienna breaking the New Zealand national record in the first round. He's been good enough to take our call this morning before getting back out on the farm for the day. It's a big good morning to you, Jack Jordan. How you doing, bud?
6: Yeah, not bad. How
0: you going? Oh, very good, mate. Look, look, just before we rip into it, what's the plan today, mate? What do you got? A few, few jobs on hand? Yeah, no,
6: we've got a bit on today, actually. Um, yeah, you got a bigger driver here, so i got to catch up with him and uh, need to dip the rest of the... Um use here too so yeah get on top of that we should
0: be um you should be all sorted mate let's talk wood chopping like are you constantly just chopping down trees around the farm look you got the chainsaw out look you probably wouldn't use a chainsaw are you like chainsaws irrelevant you're just using that axe and chopping things down
6: um, well with the timber sports it's sorta of, it's it's with the axe and also the chainsaw and the cross cut saws too, so it's sort of a bit of both I suppose. But now a lot of the training's just cutting logs in half and um well I suppose I go to the gym a bit and uh yeah do a fair bit sort of form-y fitness and that too, so it's a bit of everything I guess, yeah. Hey
1: mate, well talk to us about receiving that award on Friday night, the Supreme Award. Must have been a special moment to be recognised by your community.
6: Yeah, for sure. No, it's pretty great, to... um well, yeah, it's, it's an honour, I suppose, yeah. Um, it's awesome to sort of succeed in something you love doing like that, and then for the sport to get recognition like that is um, bloody great also, yeah.
1: And the competition, mate, Like it looks like you went pretty well over the, the weekend as well. Is, it, is there anyone here, mate, world champion, we, we're pretty good at producing them in New Zealand, but is there anyone else um, that we should be keeping an eye out that's, that's challenging you?
6: Um, yeah, it was pretty butty tough between me and my brother. Yeah, he was just unlucky and the hot sort of buddy D Q to um knock him down a bit. But um yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's got a of pretty pretty good lineup there, so yeah, between sort of me, him and uh Jason Winyard. Well there's pretty there's ten others, so yeah. Uh, pretty tough lineup. But I'm um, actually qualified there to uh do the still Sports World Championships later on in the year also, so it was a pretty real good weekend, yeah.
0: So is it a it's a it's a global sport, woodchopping. Jason Winyard is, is a big name and in woodchopping New Zealand. Like, why are we so good at it, mate?
6: I don't know. I think the sport, like um, earlier on, I think the sport was just so strong between here and Australia. And I guess a, a lot of uh, New Zealand axmen and that travel over to Australia and they do a lot of competing to sort of get themselves up to that level. Um, whereas I think a lot of other countries, it's... It, in the past, it wasn't as big over there, and, and, and wood chopping wasn't as strong. I think that's probably got a fair bit to do with it. But them countries over there, like European countries, um, give them a couple of years, they'll be pretty tough to beat, I reckon.
0: Mate, what, uh how do you get into it? Let's like, start from the start. How do you get into wood chopping and, and you know the career that can, that can unfold from it? Is it quite a good career? You obviously travel quite a lot.
6: Yeah, a lot of, yeah, it's a lot of travel that it sort of, um, yeah, doors open up for, and um, yeah, yeah you sort of meet mates and sort good people all around the world that it sort of, that, that it do a lot for you, which is, um, yeah, that, that's probably the best part of the sport, but um, the way I got through, uh, got into it was through my older brother Shane, he did it with a group of mates at high school, um, sort of the, the old local A and p shows and that, and I was 10 years younger than him, so when I was um, just a wee tacker, sort of following my parents around, and that supporting him at the A&P shows. I guess that's how I got the bargain. Never really looked back, yeah.
1: Hey, Jack, I've, I've been to plenty of them too where uh, you've seen plenty of blokes from their, from their sons to their grandfathers competing against each other. What's the innovation like these days? You know, we're talking about golf balls this morning and how they're making them uh, not travel that far a distance. Is it the same with the axe? Like, is there a different head on the axe that makes you chop the wood quicker?
6: Um, yeah, I think axes have come a long long way in the last 20 years, I reckon. Like the, the size of the axes we use now probably, or the size and the grinds and different types of axes are probably uh, a lot, yeah, they're, they're certainly a lot better than what they were um, 20 years ago. So that's developed a huge amount, yeah.
0: Mate, when you're standing on that log, so talk us through what goes through. You go to the, the A&P show, you go to these shows, you get to pick your logs... You're standing on the logs. Have you got a plan? Are you got a plan on, on how you can chop this log the quickest? Like talk us through it. Like the speed that you're able to do it. Is there like a like the minor intricacies to chopping this piece of wood?
6: Yeah, so um I sort of yeah, I've always got a pattern in my head or a rough pattern that I'm sort of hoping to like pattern I mean the amount of hits that I want to cut the log in. I guess you never know until you've actually hit the log to see how good the log is and, and whether or not you can actually achieve that. But you, you always going to a log with a, with a pattern in mind and sort of what you want to do with it, yeah. But not always the case, depending on how hard the log is, yeah.
1: Hey, Jack, if you're good at chopping wood, what other, what other games are you good at? Are you a flanker or a loose forward in rugby league?
6: Um, oh, I played a bit of um, Union, but a few years back well, I haven't done much the last couple of years. But played, yeah, mainly lock. I I played, yeah. I was big, tall, and slow, so yeah, they put me in, um, yeah, lock.
1: <laughs> mate, I got I got to ask a question because uh, you know I did watch a few of those old boys when they finished chopping wood. They were pretty good with the, the old skewy in their hands too. What's it like, mate? The celebrations after winning a world champions? <laughs> Who's the better, you or Mr. Winyard?
6: Um, I haven't actually seen Jason, Jason, uh, drink too much in the way of beers. Um, he's, yeah, he sort of, I think he gave up, um, alcohol a long time ago. So I don't think I've ever seen him drink a beer, so I reckon I'd have him covered there.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Awesome, mate. Awesome. All right, what's it like working in the land of Nui in 2023? Been okay summer for you or rough? Some sketchy weather um, about?
6: yeah. Yeah, it's um, been a real good summer for us. I I know, like, all around the country's been pretty rough everywhere else, um, and you you really feel for those guys. But for us, we've sort of had good amounts of rain and not too much wind in that. So, yeah, we can't complain, but you really feel for everything else that's going on in the country, yeah.
0: Yeah, it's pretty devastating what's going on around the country. Look, here's a question for you. Any sketchy moments? Any moment? I'm watching you, and I'm thinking, surely one of those toes are going to come off.
6: Nah, no. Nah, I've been, um, oh, I suppose there's been the odd sketchy moment where you've been sort of pretty close, but I've never had before. properly. now, so I'm going not too bad, touch wood. But, um. <laughs> you, you, well, have
0: you, did, you did, seen did, any did. sketchy moments? Yeah, touch yeah, wood like really, that.
6: <laughs> it's not really You're good touching to, uh, wood not your whole life, <laughs> Yeah, nah, gee, um, yeah, I, I can't really look too closely at that. It's not, it gives me the bejeebahs, but. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, someone's come through and said, well, if you can swing an axe, surely you can hit a golf ball. You played any golf?
6: Nah, nah. Well, maybe in a lot of cases that might be the case, but I definitely can't hit a golf ball. I'm hopeless at it. Oh,
0: awesome. I don't know what it is. (laughs) Oh, it's a frustrating game, mate. You keep... Just smacking those logs of wood, mate, and keep doing what you're doing. Jack Jordan, you're an absolute champion. Congratulations for all your recognition and, and all the success that you've had as of late. What have you got coming up? Um,
6: and, uh, yeah, least the time there yeah, I go over to Sydney for the Sydney Royal Show. And then um, what I qualify for on the weekend, I go to Rotterdam in the Netherlands uh, in May for the World Trophy again. And then in uh, late October I'll be going to... Uh, still guard Germany for the World Championship, so yeah, it's a bit coming up It'll be a big uh, big twenty twenty three and hopefully we can um yeah, put the best foot forward and go all right.
0: Ooh, so what do you do in and around those shows, Jack?
6: Uh, you mean like training that for it?
0: Nah, social, mate. Talk to us.
6: Oh, social. Um, I guess yeah, sort of <laughs> Yeah, I'm always out sort of pig hunting and um, catching up with mates and, and with me training and that, sort of travelling around a bit with wood chopping and that, so that's, I guess that's my social side of things too. Um, always always around sort of seeing people in that, yeah.
2: Beautiful,
0: mate. Hey, thank you so much for joining us, Jack Jordan. Uh, Woodchopping has uh, won the Community Award and uh, we appreciate your time this morning, Jack. Go well in the future and all the best with those battles with Jack Winyard. Right, thanks very much. Awesome. Thanks Sport so much. And the connection to the land on Izzy and Kempi for breakfast. Profit from the best advice with Collier's Rural and Agribusiness. License REAA 2008. Jason Mignard, I was meant to say. Not Jack. I uh, had Jack's name in my mind, but... Well, it's an, I, I absolutely love going to a and shows And watching these woodchoppers go at it It's such a good watch yeah. And it just mate, hey, Surely I'm like Mate one of those toes are got to come off Because they're not wearing <laughs> You know steel caps No They've just got little Little You know cotton or You know just really soft shoes And that axe would go straight through them you I could see you
1: Woodchopping chopping. Have you ever given giving a go? I, I have I have I've had a crack Stand used... up no. Stand up Give me a chop Come on, Come mate. On. Here you go. You can see it? Can you see it? Yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you what, it is hard work, mate. It is hard work. I went to plenty of them when I was a kid. And I was, What was that? I was fascinated. That was the one where you stand on it. You put they cut the feet in, they cut the feet into the log and you stand on the two ends of it and you put a V on the you've put a V on the um, on the wood and you whack both sides of them with the the thing with the the axe back then. I knew how sharp they were, mate. It was like, whoa! I, I, my dad said, I told you that story. Don't give the kid a knife; he'll cut himself. <laughs> he, he, he hurried, he hurried along, got me off as quick as he could, mate. I would have lost.
0: Can you fight. have a go at it, Kimpy? If we get a log and an axe, oh, I don't give you a crack at
1: it. Well, if I have a bit of a warm up, I'd probably have a crack at it. I'll give you a go, hundred percent, mate. Let's have a listen. You get on one end, and I'll get on the other. We'll see if we can get through it. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
0: mate, I- I'd 100% chop my toe off. There's no chance. There is absolutely no chance. Great to chat some wood chopping. It is such an event at every AMP show around the country, and uh, we all love heading along and having a watch. It was great to catch up with him. Coming up, we've got TAB Cross with Paulie Moati. We'll rip through a few of these messages. Rumour is. That Tony, the phantom Kemp, has been getting golf lessons and really wants those new wheels to replace his Jandals XG500s. From oh, Jeff.
1: Oh, shot, Jeff. Just bring in a curry, mate. I love a curry. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, Kempy Another one from John. Rumour has it, guys, that there's this fellow in Christchurch who has bloody bad knees. And is in need of some new golf shoes. I and I have heard that the SCNZ morning crew would love to give him a pair, and his name just happens to be the same as mine. Cheers, John.
1: Oh, there's some desperate times out here. I'm loving it. I'm loving it. Everyone's putting their best foot forward. <laughs> oh, mate, just a quick one here, Izzy. He, uh, just wanting to acknowledge Paulie T's unveiling in the weekend. Just. Been a year gone um, and missed our mate. That was the mate I went down last year to his funeral. Um, yep. They had that on the weekend, so big shout-out to all the whānau down in Taranaki that went along to Paulie T's unveiling. Uh, he's always in our thoughts, that boy.
0: Yeah, beautiful, mate. Can you just quickly read that? Another one there from the
1: Parthia Golf Club? The Parthia Golf Club. Yep, here on Chair Brothers. Wasn't going to messages. I'm sure someone else deserves them, but Kimpy got me when he mentioned the jandals. Yeah, we all know. Always, golf shoes were, were a honestly a luxury. I've just started. At, I've just started golf. This is a good one. though. love, love the independent nature of the game. But currently playing in my red bands, <laughs> they are my second footwear, and they go anywhere. I've seen plenty of them in a nightclub. They have no grip, so don't leave dents on the greens. Doesn't stop the, yep, yeah, the looks I get from everyone. I can I can attest to that. And shout out to the party of Golf Club, Michael Campbell's Club. How good that was from an unknown text. You've got to leave your name, brother, um, if you want any any chance of winning those. But Jack's back in and give us your name, and who knows? Izzy won't be feeling um, generous, let's say. There's plenty good of good text.
0: ones. That is a great text. That's not desperate. That is just reality. Some people out there don't have golf shoes, and we want to be able to help plenty
2: out as well. Louis, you play golf? Poorly. No, not enough. <laughs> not enough. But yeah, no, not enough. But And that probably relates to how poor i play as well.
1: Yeah, I can't, I don't have to worry. Easier. Let's put it
2: this way. I don't I don't need to worry about the ball being changed. I'm not i Mate, got a, sto- not, got, not, got a story for you, danger. boys.
1: Got a story for you. We, we <laughs> couldn't afford to get on the golf course when we were kids. And my old man, we, I, we used to pick, I you know, taught me how to drive a car early, so I'd go down early after school, pick him up from work, down the freezing works. And he'd purposely drive up to the golf course, so that we could just watch it. And there's this little par seven. I think it's a. I think a par three on the. thing. think it's a seventh hole. You got to chip it over a little river. <laughs> and he'd purposely sit there and watch guys shank shots into the river, into this little yep. creek, just so that I would laugh out loud, you know. And he, he would. These fellows would look around. If you knew my dad. Like if you took one look at him, you would actually turn around and look away again. So he'd be looking at them, and I'd be laughing, and these fellows would be wanting to throw the clubs, <laughs> the clubs at me, just so that he could have a laugh, mate. Just so that the old man could <laughs> have a laugh. And um, that was the that's the beauty of the the text from Partia. Most of the boys back in my day, mate, bare feet playing golf. They had bare feet. These golf shoes. When golf shoes came out, you know what they were for us? They were touch shoes, mate. We're gonna to play touch because you got a little bit, a little bit of extra grip on
0: them. me, <laughs> oh, I love your stories. Reminiscing of the old times. Your father taking you along. I oh, would have absolutely hated that. I know I've had a bad shot. I do not need to hear from you laughing and snickering over there. <laughs> My dad, the worst person to play golf with. I remember I probably told the story. We were, in, we were in Gizzy and I was about to tee off, and you know how you just do that little su- subtle squeeze, and you need to hear this funny noise come out, Yeah. little. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm just in my middle <laughs> of my swing, and he does a little disgusting fart, and it makes me spray it into the into the paddock. So there you go. <laughs> Never Papa, play golf. he's a your- champ. Yeah, never play golf with your families. Coming up, we're going to catch up with Paul Lee Moati. That was Jack Jordan. You're listening to Azzy and Kimpy for breakfast. Thanks to Kim's House, the real house
1: of fragrance. It's 8.27, and we're just about to catch up with Paul and Moati. Boys, I just got a text message from Taranaki Rugby Union CEO Mike Sanders. Heard that uh, that chat with Jack Jordan. He said he's a bloody good football player. He played it down a bit, boys. He played for Taranaki um, four or so years ago, so he's he he actually goes, he actually goes all right so uh, good on you jack for being so humble mate but um, you can't be that big and strong, mate, and not be some type of decent player down there. Good Taranaki. Another another bull running around oh, there. i down. Mate, bet live on your favourite <laughs> sports and download the TAB app today. It's time to catch up with the one and only Paulie Mawadi, who came, Thank you, Paul. came, to the, came to the party, Paulie the party, and boosted Pongo, mate. Come on, take us through it. How hard did you have to work to get that up?
5: Oh, you have no idea. So I had to get down on my knees. Um, look, I, I, I heard a rumour that if Pungle got boosted, a pair of golf shoes were going to come my way. So I thought I'd do everything I could.
1: Oh, well, just, mate, I'll tell you what, as we should call it Desperate Wednesday because you sounded just as desperate. As everyone else out there, they want some shoes. What else have you got for us today, Paulie? The breakers, what, what's, well, what's going on there?
5: Uh, well they've drifted slightly uh their uh, what breakers. They were two seventy, they're now to two seventy-five, but the money is still fairly steady for them uh against the Kings tonight. So there's still the support out there uh for the breakers. Uh and well it's 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 going to take all. So um why not take take that? And they've taken the plus five and a half, so people thinking that it will probably be a close game anyway, and they're willing to back the breakers. You know, it's the Cinderella story from last to first. It'd be brilliant. There's also a uh, thoroughbred meeting at Mutter today, and I thought I'd just let you know there's a couple of uh, ponies that have been backed. Race two, number one, Prince Lonro. Trained by Mark Walker. Got Chicken Palmer on board. Uh, it's currently 5.50 on the third or fourth line of betting. That has been the best backed in race two. But race three, oh, boy, there's only one they want there. Uh, also, uh, trained by Mark Walker, this time written by Opie Boss. and number 13, the Princey one, $2.10 into $1.55. I can tell you we took a $5,000 bet at $2.10, a $2,500 bet at $2, a $1,500 bet at $2. That is the one that they've come for. Um, it's, yes, it's it's amazing the amount of turnover that we're seeing on this two-year-old race at Maramara today. Uh, but they've come for the uh, Savabile filly, the Princey one, uh, two ten into a dollar fifty five. Boy oh boy, money on.
1: Short sure, that one. I think uh, Louis might have a little bit on that because he's tipped that out too, as the one to watch today down at Mutter Mutter. Hey, we've got quite uh, quite a few changes in the Warriors too this weekend, Paulie. How's that affected the the odds?
5: Yeah, they're, uh, they're significant outsiders having to travel up there to take on the Cowboys. They're three dollars, uh, three dollars and ten cents. The Warriors to win that match. They're nine and a half point underdogs. Um, look, there's still some <laughs> there's still some action on the Warriors. Um, and uh, you, look, they are they have played very very well the first two games, I think. Um, and if they can continue that sort of uh, form, they'll pick up. Uh, Plenty more wins than they got last season, so it's very tough take, uh, going up uh, North Queensland, uh, Queensland, taking on the Cowboys, um, who are a dollar thirty-five favourites. Um, but the big movers uh, for this week in the NRL, the Dolphins, who are around a dollar eighty, dollar eighty-five when we open up that market, they're now into a dollar fifty-five and four and a half point favourites to beat the Newcastle Knights, who are two dollars and forty cents. So the big movers so far, the Dolphins, uh, but there has been support for the Warriors. Uh, to pick up a win up there in North Queensland.
0: Beautiful. Hey, Paul, because Pungle has drifted a wee bit, do the Boosted Odds drift out too? (laughs) (laughs)
2: Yes.
5: (laughs) Yeah, you might see that happen. Yeah, you could see that happen. Uh, You just keep an eye on uh, uh, the Boosted Odds page and see what happens with Pungle. But, uh, yeah, that took everything... Every last save I had, I've used now.
2: Oh, Paul, imagine if it drifts <laughs> off the map and then all of a sudden you're boosting something at some hideous figure. Imagine the liability <laughs> on your desk... <laughs> You know what,
0: Paul? I'll send you some golf shoes, mate. You just keep doing what you're doing, mate. Thank you so much for your time this morning. Watching Bet Live on your favourite sports and racing at the tab.co.nz. Please gamble responsibly. R18. That was Paulie Moati. Louis with some headlines. And remember, we got Richie Agar, Warriors assistant coach, coming up. Here's Aroha with the news for Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building New Zealand. Now time for some headlines brought to you by Gull, fueling your mission all year round.
2: Louie. Izzy, Champions League football starts very shortly. 9am this morning, we've got Porto and Inter, Inter interleading 1-0 on aggregate. We've got Man City and RB Leipzig, uh, one each on aggregate. Then tomorrow, Liverpool, well, they try and come back from 5-2 deficit At the Bernabeu will be nigh on impossible, you would suggest, against Real Madrid. So we'll watch that carefully. Now, sticking with football news, this is a little bit of late-breaking. Overnight, apparently, rumour has it, and actual rumours, it's been reported out of Australia, they are confirming that the A-League wants to boost and, well, expand their league. We see this in sports, the NRL going through it at the moment. Two new teams for the 2024-2025 season, one from Canberra, one from Auckland. The Canberra Times is reporting that the Australian Professional League are going to continue their uh, desire for expansion, and Auckland and Canberra are the two chosen cities. How exciting is that? So I guess that means, boys, I need to alter my question from the start of the show. Who wins a Trans-Tasman title first? The Phoenix, the Warriors, or... The Auckland football team that is yet to have a name or existence or coach or players?
0: <laughs> Ooh. Auckland football, Auckland FC, they're always there or thereabouts, aren't they? They're always competing for the champ- club championship. They do extremely well. I could see that happening. Um, I'm still the Phoenix. Yeah, fair enough. Still, still, still with the Phoenix, and uh, I think they're, they're close. They are close, and I like to chat about that. You can entice big names to the club. It's a bit like the NBL. The NBL is growing so quick, and they're getting big names that are coming over, and the NBA and all these big leagues around the world are taking notice, and uh, this is a genuine pathway to the big time, especially with Xavier Cook's Well, footprint on that. And you've got the mallow Ball with what he's done with the Charlotte Hornets. I can see the A League potentially going down the same track as that as well, because they do encourage big players to come play the A League. Who you think of the big players they played for? Oh, um, uh, over there, Melbourne City, Harry Kuhl, Sydney FC. Some of the big names that come to mind, Louis.
2: Yeah, 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 hundred percent. Guys like, yeah, that's right, mm. Del Piero. Actually, do you remember when Usain Bolt played for the Central Coast Mariners? <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> yeah. So there's a it's a weird footnote note in the history of the A League. This is a great thing, though, isn't it? be more another 100%. more. I mean, whenever we get more exposure for any of our sports, it's only a good thing. And I think mm. Auckland is well deserving of a A League side art, isn't it?
1: Yeah, look, look, I took my uh, son to the. It was my daughter? I think it might have been to the Ames Games back in that would have been way back in 2010, and watch these kids play soccer. A lot of them are, are running around now in A League, and I thought at that time watching these intermediate kids playing, how far soccer had come from when I played it intermediate. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. the progression of sport, especially the football in our country in Australia, it only makes sense that players that are on the fringe. When and you're dead right, Izzy. It's a real good, real good example with the NBL, come down here, try their wares, and then scouts get to see them in that different environment and go, mate, if they're willing to try that hard and they play that good, well, then you do become a, you know, a cooks and and get taken to the the NBA, you know. So I think it's a a decent opportunity for a pathway, Louis. That's a good call. Beautiful. Love
0: it, lads. Well, we're going to shoot off because we've got Richie Agar coming up. We'll have a chat to him in regards to the Warriors. And there's been some changes. Chance Nicol Klodstag is out with HIA. So Tain Tuapiki is coming into the fold. And I really want to pick his brain about this young kid. He only won out against a pretty well, average West Tigers outfit. But I saw signs of a big future. So Richie Agar coming up. <laughs> Yes, welcome back. It's now time to talk NRL, in particular our Warriors. It may not have been the result we were hoping, but for the Warriors, showed plenty of fight in their loss against the Roosters on Saturday. To talk about preparations for the upcoming game against the Cowboys and look back on the weekend that was in Sydney is Warriors assistant coach Richie Agar. Morning, Richie. How you doing, mate? Yeah, morning, guys.
3: How are you?
0: Yeah, good. Appreciate your time. I know you're, you're a busy man, ready to get it, re- getting ready to rip into the Cowboys this week. How's preparations been, mate?
3: Yeah, it's pretty good. I think, uh, obviously, at this stage, with the fixtures that we've had, factoring and travelling has been really important that we're getting uh, adequate rest. For what has been around two, you know, two pretty big uh, travels, especially the one moving into this week. But you now the boys are in good spirits. I think there's a real um, you know, first of all, disappointment that we didn't get the result of the weekend, but, you know, an, an accountability and acknowledgement of areas that, uh, one, we did improve and, and two, that we need to improve into this week. So, you know, still, still early doors, we're still finding out about ourselves and, and what our best, you know, what our best game looks like. Uh, but now the boys are in good spirits and, and very determined.
0: What has been the main focus uh, for this week? When you look back and you would have done your review, and I'm picking yep. completing your sets was, was one of the main focus. Has that been part of the part of the week? Well, I think
3: how we t- from in rounds one how we turned the ball over, you know, just wasn't good enough. I think our kicking game uh, vastly improved this week and gave ourselves a chance. But certainly the start to the game and the start to both halves. Uh, has been similar over round one and two. I think we got to be really clear and consistent with our messages, and I think there's some individual ownership around some of the errors that's occurred on that. But you know, one thing I have to I will say is, even though we've got off to some you know pretty pretty dodgy starts, I think I think we showed some good resilience to try and back that up and fight our way back into the game uh, from from some difficult situations, which which again we did last week. I think going into the last ten minutes. You know, maybe our first 10 minutes sort of impacted the play, the way we played, and in our, in our last 10 minutes from from energy levels. Uh, but I thought, despite the you know, despite the amount of pressure and possession that went went against us, um, I actually thought a positive to come out of it was you know that our determination to to hang in there and keep throwing punches.
1: Yeah, Richie, it's Kempi, mate. That's exactly right. You know, only completing two of the first 11 sets and was always going to take their yeah. energy out of at the back end of the game. Uh, I thought resilience yep. before halftime was very good. Mate, the, the changes to the team, you've got Taio Teng- Picky coming in at fullback, and of course you've lost yep. um, a back row, moving Mitch Barnett out there for young forward. Did the change, the yep. changes on the weekend, did that show you anything losing forward, uh, Nua Kore and Charles Nichol-Clocksteed being three players and the effect that that actually... Uh, three new players and the fact having them off the field head on the t- on the team yeah i mean you, you don't you, you certainly don't want to lose spine
3: players, but losing someone like Jackson Ford so early can be a, a guy that you know is probably out of fitties forward and, and you can rely on for eight two minutes uh and then to lose Morata after that you know that is going to affect your interchange a little bit and that is going to have some effect on energy. What I will say is you know, we're probably looking for a little bit more from our bench this week in terms of the impact that those guys can have on the team when we do have situations like that. Uh, losing chance, yeah, obviously a blow. Uh, you know, one of our very best players in round one, uh, but I also think it's a great story for Tane. You know, he came here uh, on a bit of a chance as a trade and trial, uh, presumably well enough to make the top 30, and then by round three is getting his debut. And, and one thing I will say, Kempi, is because Carnes was away in pre-season, 10, got an awful lot of reps in, in in the team, and I think what that has garnered him, you know, amongst the group, is a lot of confidence in what he can do for us. Uh, you know, he's fully familiar with the role. He's obviously, you know, unbelievably hungry and excited about getting the chance. And I think we're all looking forward to seeing, you know, to seeing him play. And the one thing he does do is he can really bring plenty to your attack. You know, the way he he arrives on the sweep, plays out the back and finds the passes and skips between holes, you know, he can bring another dimension to to our attack on the edges.
0: As a fellow outside back, mate, I've got big raps on Young Tane for what I saw in that West Tigers preseason game. I'm, I'm really, really yeah. excited to see what he has to offer this weekend on the big stage. Let's talk about one of your leaders, Tohu Harris playing his 200th NRL game. A hell of an achievement. How's he been this week, mate? Has this taken his leadership to another level? Um, He's a guy that
3: sort of leads by his actions and, and as we know, he's his talk is not demonstrative. You know, he's very calm and delivered and, and thoughtful in everything he says. But it's it, you know, it's the age-old saying. Kempy is uh, sometimes he doesn't say too much, but what he does say is absolutely worth listening to. And he doesn't speak unless he feels like he has to speak. So there's not been no real real change in total around that. Uh, I think 200 games. You know, in the NRL in the position to plays is remarkable. I think what's even more remarkable is. He's spent over the last two weeks playing eight minutes in the middle of the field in, you know, one in round one and two in extremely hot conditions. Uh, and we've going to walk into some more hot conditions this weekend. I think that just shows, you know, a 31-year-old, the magnitude of, uh, of his professionalism, that he can get around a still be as effective as he's been, uh, you know, 200, 200 games in. Uh, and, you know, again, uh, two weeks running being one of our
1: standout players. Hopefully we can get another 100 out of him there, Richie. Hey, um, just before we let you go, the standout player for me over the first two weeks has been Mitchie Barnett. Do we lose um, his his effect that he has had in the middle of the park by moving him out to that left edge? Uh, There's a little bit of an edge. I think this week, um, I think one of
3: the you know, one real positive that we've got in our squad is we, we have got some guys that are interchangeable. So Morata, Jackson, Ford, Trash Curran, Dale Simon, and uh, and of course, Mitch are all guys that can alternate between edge and middle. Look, it's just it, it's a little bit of a horse for a course in some situations that's been thrown us this week. I don't think it's uh, a move that. That Andrew is visioning being a, a, a long-term move. I think it's just a case of uh, the cards we have been dealt this week. We feel that Mitch's experience, um, you know, will fill that hole on the on on the left edge for us this time.
1: Yeah, well, you go back and you uh, um, go into your room and turn that air conditioning on, mate, because I know that you're not handling that heat up there too well in North <laughs> Queensland. <laughs> uh, I think the beer's pretty, pretty warm up there, but thanks a lot for joining us this morning, Richie. We'll catch up with you when you get back into New Zealand. All the best for uh, the game against the Cowboys on Saturday night. We'll be calling it here on SENZ. I'm myself and Sammy Hewitt, looking forward to it. Thanks a lot for joining us
3: thanks guys
1: you know about Englishmen in this song but yeah thanks very much for <laughs> there he is Richie Agar joining us out of North Queensland for the Warriors big game for them this weekend and North Queensland coming off a loss too they're looking for a win up in the heat in North Queensland he touched on travel uh is he mate it's one of the toughest games to travel to North Queensland so uh, looking forward to that calling it this Saturday night me and Sammy Hewitt on ECNZ it should be a cracker Beautiful. I'm looking forward to watching Tain Tuao
0: He had plenty of reps in the pre-season, and we saw signs in the pre-season game. It is a pre-season, so I'm not going to get too excited. But from what I saw, showed me glimpses of a big, big future. Great to hear from Richie Agar. It is hard to play in Queensland, and it is so, so good. It's going to be a tough match this weekend.
2: That is right. Listen here on SCNZ. Smithy coming up. Time to handball across to the doi and the great one, Ian Smith, but somebody needs to jump in our sulky, Rrrr, second person to get involved with Self-Assured and the race, and today our honorary shareholder who texts nice and quick, one minute's faster, eight, Megan McNay, Otutahi Christchurch, Wahoo, she says, good on you Megan, get in the sulky with us and watch Self-Assured be way too good for them yet again.
0: Yes, well done, Megan. Appreciate it. You're in a part of that group to win yourself potentially 2,000 big ones. And the winner of the golf shoes is ZG23 from Adidas is our man from Parthia Golf Club. No more wearing those red bands around the greens, my friend. You've got a brand new pair of golf shoes coming your way. And Mark... Keep trying, mate. You are so, so close. <laughs> Size 12, please. How good. And remember today, run it straight from three to four with uh, Tony Kemp and the one and only Sammy Hewitt that'll keep you up to date with everything NRL. It's now time to cross to the Hawks Bay and catch up with N Smith. Smithy, how you doing? Congratulations. Three more years. Two minutes three of Kempi and myself every morning. Is that all you need for your Wait, fix?
2: That's my daily fix. It's a bit George Gregan-like, isn't it? Three, but uh, Not four more years, just three. Um, <laughs> Kempi, also, um, Richie Agar uh, said, uh, you know what an Englishman uh, and the sun are like? And it comes from a song by Noel Coward called Mad Dogs and Englishmen. And it's about uh, going out in the midday sun, right? Mad Dogs and Englishmen go out in the midday song. So that was where he was coming from uh, with that. Read through it because uh, that song will never be heard on the radio today because uh, we're a little bit too PC. But
1: Noel Coward <laughs> wrote it there. I'll have a ago. listen to it, Smithy. Yeah, you
0: do that. Interesting. Oh, beautiful, beautiful. Great to have you a part of the team for the next three years, Smithy. Honestly, yeah, what are, what are you're you guys a champion. Doing?
2: I, 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 had to, I had to get in quick because there wasn't much money left. The big boys are getting it
0: up front. <laughs> uh, I've signed on too, Smithy. So you're going to have to listen oh to my mug
2: for the next See, couple of I knew, years. I knew, you'd, I knew you'd sign on before me. I'd know they'd go for the draw card before me, I tell you that. No. I think we signed at
0: the same time, Smithy. There you go. It's great <laughs> to have you on the team. And you're an absolute champion. People love you too, what you're about. And, uh, look, no doubt you have a big show today. So all the best for the next couple of hours. We'll have a chat with you tomorrow. And thank you to everyone that has messaged through. The Southern Bears will win an NRL title before the Warriors. Hell, yeah. Let's go. (laughs) Get up, the Bears. We'll be back tomorrow to rip into another day. Take care.